Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI, the Performance Improvement Consulting and Training Firm. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15-minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Lean and Six Sigma are, in my mind at least, the combination of two very popular techniques for how a business could improve itself. I suppose it's useful to do a little bit of history on each and then I'll talk about how they come together. So I'll start with lean. So lean was a word that was a phrase actually that was coined from a study that was done many years ago by the Americans. And the Americans were studying the Japanese, in particular the way that they built vehicles, cars in particular, and but also many other industries as well. And the Japanese had started to create vehicles, I'm going back to sort of the 80s here, that were far more reliable than anything that any other company could produce in the West. And this is where you had the big automotive manufacturers, the likes of Ford and General Motors, and these people that were just churning out millions of this ever popular products that was just skyrocketing. And so they studied these Japanese companies to understand how could they have far better quality and a cheaper price tag. It was really scary. Them, uh, and they realized that if they didn't, if they didn't find out pretty quick, that they would not be able to compete because they just the gap was too big. Uh, and so when they went over to study these uh, Japanese companies, they realized that these Japanese companies had kind of done two things. They stolen the best bits of what they learned from the Americans. So the Japanese <laughs> were working with the Americans after World War II to, to sort of reestablish their industries. And they'd kind of been over there and they'd seen certain things that they liked and they stole with pride, which the Americans didn't mind. But then they kind of added to it. So they took, so for instance, the principle of a moving line that Henry Ford came up with, the division of labor, you know, breaking the work into smaller repeatable bits instead of one person that has to do a big complex job. They kind of taken that, but then they added extra techniques on top of it. And uh, without going into loads of detail, the, the Japanese had a different challenge, unlike companies in the West, because they didn't have the money they were going through a recession at the time after World War II. And they didn't have other things like, well, just the mindset was different. So what the Japanese had done over all those years is they constantly studied the way in which they made these products. And they concentrated very heavily on what they called value. So how does this process that we have in front of us, which bits of it directly add value to the customer at the end? And anything that we're doing that doesn't add value, we're going to try and eradicate that. We're going, to, we're going to design the process so it goes away or minimize it as small as possible. Uh, and in a very simple technique, that's what lean is. Lean is about understanding who your customer is and what they truly value from your product or service and then trying to identify as much as possible how much of the work that we currently have to do to satisfy that requirement 
probably actually doesn't really add value to the customer. It's something that we have to do it because that's how we've invented the process. But from their point of view, not interested. And as a consequence of removing the bits that don't add value, we get a more efficient process, which the customer also benefits from because they get a quicker turnaround and maybe even a cheaper price. That's charged them as much. I could probably go on a little bit more in terms of the lean philosophy. And it's it's not just about taking waste out. It's actually about the whole way in which the business operates and the people act and the things that people do to manage the day-to-day. Uh, but then we've got Six Sigma, which has a different starting place. And Six Sigma really originated more from companies that were interested in improving quality. And there was lots and lots of thinking done about quality and what it really means and how to define it and all these thinkers back in, again, from sort of the post-war era. And Six Sigma offered a methodology into how to approach improving the quality of your processes. And it was largely surrounding the idea of variation. So where something is inconsistently done. Now that could be anything. That could be your throughput time to a customer. It could be your response time for inquiries to in a call center, it could be the size or weight of that widget that you're manufacturing in a factory. You know, it could be anything like that. And all processes exhibit natural variation. It's this, you can't escape it. Everything has variation in it. And Six Sigma in very simple terms is giving us a method for how we can reduce that variation to make the process more capable for its customer. So if you think of the idea of, you know, if you're my customer and you're saying, I accept your delivery window will be anything from two to five days, you're giving me some parameters there to work within. Okay. So, so the thinking is, so long as I execute my process, my delivery process to always be somewhere between two and five days, then that's better for you, right? That's what you're asking. If I'm slightly outside of those windows, certainly on the upper side, when I'm too slow, then that's now a problem, maybe even at a reject from you, you might say, I'm not accepting if it's, if it's six days. So we could study the variation in my process that causes the inconsistency. And then we could figure out ways in which we might reduce that to make it more consistent or flip side of that is less variation. You'll notice that both of those techniques I've described involve me talking about customers. So that's where they have some, something in common. Okay, so they're different techniques, they use different tools, there's different philosophies that sit behind them, but there is a degree of overlap in that both of those techniques, they both surround making your processes better, as in, i.e. improve, and they both are very customer-centric. They're both looking into the customer's experience and saying, how, we, how do we make life better for them? And as a consequence of doing that, we also get benefits to ourselves. And so... Probably, I'm going to go for sort of the mid-2000s, something like that, what people call the noughties. I think that's where we started to see these two techniques be regarded as one in the same. So not to say that they are the same, but bringing them together as a hybrid approach. So we started to see the term Lean Six Sigma wrapped up as a, a kind of a catch-all methodology, which I was a huge fan of because the first technique I learned was Six Sigma, uh, I was trained by a, a company at the time who taught me all about Six Sigma called PMI. I was working for a different company at the time. I was working in the aerospace sector. And so I learned about all this real clever variation reduction stuff. And there's a degree of understanding some statistics that come with that. 
and really fascinated by that. Just um, you know, really, really interested. And then the business I worked for at the time were very heavily interested in lean and were really pushing for us to become a lean organization where it was all about the, you know, looking for waste and speeding up the product we made with less regard to the, the variation stuff. It always seemed to me back then, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about year 1999, the year 2000, sort of literally the, the start of this century. Prior to that, there was always it, it was always the two camps. You know, you were either in this lean camp of thinking, or you were in this Six Sigma one. And people would even argue. I, I even I even remember being around people that would would sit and argue about which one's best. You know, it's, it's like they're my football team's better than your football team sort of discussion. <laughs> and I'd always sort of regarded them as both being equally valuable for different things, slightly different problem statements. So I was delighted when I saw that. The likes of PMI, for instance, and other providers were now referring to it as Lean Six Sigma. It was this capsule, there's overlap between the methods, uh, and let's recognize the commonality between these rather than the differences. Because if you're skilled in both, you'll be a far more effective business improvement practitioner than if you only do one of them. I'm definitely a firm believer in that. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense tools to improve your work forever in our knowledge hub on our website or of course your favorite podcast platform and do subscribe so you never miss an episode don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode where you'll find links to more content on this topic which includes webinar recordings toolbox guides blogs and infographics and our training page You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.